Warning, the following podcast contains more foul language than an issue of Chicken Magazine. This week's episode of The Scathing Atheist is brought to you by Blue Apron and by Trump Tower Pyongyang. Coming soon, almost certainly. And now, The Scathing Atheist. Hi, this is Tony from the Conversations with God podcast, the fortnightly podcast where I chat with the creator of the universe. God, are you there, mate? Yes, Tony. Um, may I ask you a quick question? Yes, of course, Tony. Thank you. We just want to know, how did human beings come to be as a species, perfect lord? Well, Tony, I made man out of some dust from the ground, and I made woman out of one of Eve's ribs. Does that make sense, Tony? Mm, I'm not sure, God. I think everyone knows that we did in fact evolve from filthy monkey men. It's June 14th. And it's National Bourbon Day. Getting ready for the last 20 years. (laughs) I'm no illusions. (laughs) I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. From New York, New York, Secret Lair, Pennsylvania, this is The Scathing Atheist. On this week's episode, Christian hardware store owners are pretty sure America just got great again. (laughs) Coach Dave finds a gay Muslim fetus on the playground and pulls its hair. (laughs) And the Bible will be here to be gathered But first, the diatribe. Okay, so when the headline is atheists are sometimes more religious than Christians, you immediately have to ask yourself which word they're redefining to get there. Now me, my money was on religious, but no, it turns out it was atheists and Christians to a lesser extent. And also more an R if we're being totally honest about things. So, okay, let's start with the study that this dumbass Atlantic headline sprung from. It comes from a Pew survey of religiosity in Western Europe that showed that not only is the rate of people identifying as Christians declining there, but the actual Christianness of the ones that do identify that way is also declining. Right. So fewer and fewer Christians in Western Europe go to church regularly. A smaller percentage get baptized. Smaller percentage seems certain that their religion is real or that their God exists. So the actual takeaway from the results are that being Christian just doesn't mean the same thing in Western Europe as it does in America. You know, what we think of as average Christian, they think of as raging zealot. Not to imply that those two things are mutually exclusive, but that's the takeaway. And to their credit, that's precisely what the headline on Pew's website focused on. But rather than focus on the real conclusions, the Atlantic chose a headline where even the forms of to be were suspect and said that atheists are sometimes more religious than Christians. And and how they got there is at least as stupid as you're guessing it'll be. So in the most recent American religious landscape study that Pew did, 22.8% of Americans fell into the unaffiliated category. 3.1% identified as atheists, that's us, uh, 4% as agnostic, and 15.8% as nothing in particular. And from time to time, that collective unaffiliated group is referred to as nuns. Now, obviously, we've talked about this group a lot in the past. A lot of overzealous atheists see these numbers and think, holy shit, almost a quarter of Americans don't believe in God. But of course, that's not what this survey asks. 
Pew does do a survey where they ask that. And when you ask Americans if they believe in God, 89% say yes with varying degrees of certainty. So when you compare those two data sets, you'll see that at least half of the so-called nuns do believe in God. In fact, 27% of them are absolutely certain God exists. And that's the number the Atlantic writer seized on. Because among European Christians, only 23% are absolutely certain that God exists. Ergo, American atheists are more religious than European Christians. Now, to be clear, I know that you don't need me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The number of American atheists who are absolutely certain that God exists is zero. Same goes for the agnostics. By fucking definition, it's not until you clump atheists in with another group and then ignore that grouping when you're drawing your conclusions that you can possibly justify a statement as stupid as this fucking headline. If your data set is men married zero to five years, you can't use those numbers to say that a high percentage of bachelors are married. But that's what the Atlantic seems to think. And by the way, this is not a case of a headline writer fucking the journalist with some clickbait. The opening line of the article is, quote, Americans are deeply religious people and atheists are no exception, end quote. A statement more unforgivably stupid than the fucking headline. Now, eventually it carries on to disavow all the bullshit it started with. And ultimately, the clickbaity nonsense gives way to a humdrum article making the same basic point I just made about how our language needs to catch up with the way that people think about religion today. But with all the damage it does in the opening, it comes across as the journalistic equivalent of ramming a truck into your house to straighten a picture frame. But far more interesting than the how they got there is the why they got there. You know, the how is just a writer sticking his round dick into a square hole until he makes the word count. But what purpose does this self-contradicting assertion serve? What narrative is it trying to promote? Well, it's in the Atlantic, so there's your first clue right there. I mean, don't get me wrong, they do some good journalism here and there, but if the subject of atheism ever comes up, it's guaranteed to be followed by some kumbaya gons be bygones bullshit about how, gosh darn it, religion still has a role to play in the world despite being demonstrably incorrect and socially detrimental. It'll be some, you know, former atheist that used to be the head atheist that gods aren't us, and he's talking about how he gave up on atheism and started believing in Jesus because we were too mean. It'll be some story about how some atheists went too far this time when they used the term barbaric to describe a barbaric attack by Islamic militants. Or more often than all of that put together, it'll be a story about how atheists are just as blank as Christians. And of course, ultimately, this one is no different. You know, while it eventually negates the point, the assertion at the heart of it is that atheists are prone to the same sorts of irrationality as religious people. It's yet another desperate attempt to pretend that getting an answer correct isn't better than getting it incorrect, complete with the typical dubious math they always use to get there. And look, I, I know you can't just put out a headline that says Europeans still way less Christian than Americans. Nobody's going to click on that. But it's not like there aren't some newsworthy takeaways from the data that they're presenting here. Like, here's one. How about the fact that American Christianity is so shamefully unethical and disgusting that they can't even win the allegiance of some 19 or 20 million people in this country that already believe their most outlandish claim with absolute certainty? They're talking about your Jesus. Interrupt this broadcast bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are the Heath and Eli of this podcast, Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, are you ready to react to my introduction? I'm Eli. My Google alert for Nazis talking on the internet forced me to talk with a Nazi on the internet. Bruka, bruka, bruka. My life is so hard. I want to fuck a child. All right, guys, Heath is just mad at me because I tried to get his childhood heroes to say mean things to him on camera this I'd weekend. I'd really, really like if you wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'd really like if you here. did it with a little more success. <laughs>
In our lead story tonight, the tenuous threat of illogic Christians used to pretend that their opposition to gay rights is prompted by something other than their bigotry proved itself too complicated for him to follow last week when Tennessee hardware store owner Jeff Amex celebrated the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision by hanging a No Gays Allowed sign on the front of his store. Anthony Kennedy could not be reached for comment as he was occupied preemptively fucking himself, but Scalia, Thomas, and Gorsuch were overheard this weekend waxing intellectual on the art of recommending the proper torque wrench. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, we know the rules now. We got to ask him real nice to take the sign down. Real nice. Real respectful. Right. Got to be all bashful and... Kick pebbles. If there's no pebbles, you have to bring some with you and lay them down and then kick them. Ironically, it's kind of like asking for butt sex. Isn't it? Actually. Yeah. Now, it's worth noting that this isn't the first time Amex display windows were graced with this particular sign. He first put it up after the 2015 Obergefell decision uh, recognized the constitutional right to marriage regardless of uh, a couple's total penis count. Now, eventually somebody convinced him he couldn't do that. So he took that sign down and replaced it with a sign that said, and I quote, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone who would violate our rights of freedom of speech and freedom of religion, end quote. Which means the exact same thing as far as he, most of evangelical Christianity, and apparently the majority of this goddamn Supreme Court thing. But after the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision, he decided he could, you know, stop being so subtle and changed it back to the no gays allowed sign. I love this guy so much because he's just murdered the Christian euphemism, right? Yeah. Because like we always <laughs> knew that that's what they meant when they said freedom of speech and freedom of religion, but this guy's just like yelling from the back like, we mean the gamos. <laughs> gamos. Fancy okay. words for gamos. And, and when you say freedom of assembly, blacks, no blacks. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. And look, I get that like, some redneck misunderstanding a Supreme Court decision isn't proof that the decision itself is bad, but it is a naked reminder of what they're after. This is the end game for them, and every flimsy, legally dubious, logically incoherent concession we offer up to pacify them will only have the opposite effect. And when slobbering bigots like Jeff Amex, who justified his sign in 2015 by saying, quotes, gays and lesbians are against my religion, end quote, think that they've won, the whole goddamn country has lost. So can we start voting like on the local level to ban ignorant rednecks from places? (laughs) Just a team of trolls that guard every bridge and every entrance into New York City. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there, sir. Name a book, not the Bible. (laughs) Too slow. You're boring. Turn around. around. I mean, we do have that. It's the $12 toll on the GW. (laughs) Amex does not have that. I believe it's 15 now. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) That'll keep them out. (laughs) All right, so just one more chilling note on this one. When asked about the sign by a local news affiliate, Amix said, quote, Christianity is under attack. This is a great win, don't get me wrong, but this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Now, keep in mind, this guy thinks it's legal for him to not sell hammers to gay people. That's what he thinks this ruling means, and he says it's only the beginning. (laughs) What is the ending in his mind, and right? now we wait. They are hammerless. <laughs> See how they work. Yeah. How's this all fall down? And just move <laughs> Long back to France. Exactly. <laughs> and in Call Me By My Name news tonight. 
Christian orchestra teacher and mid-30s E.T. who went through a bad breakup, John Kluge. <laughs> he's so weird is, looking. He's yes. the craziest looking <laughs> he human. He looks like an apostrophe. <laughs> if I looked like him, I would never do anything to bring attention to myself. Orchestra <laughs> teacher is way too public. I would just, I would scurry from place to place hoping <laughs> no one ever saw me. Eli looks like Eli and brings attention to himself Absolutely. just to give you the scale yeah, right. of what's happening yeah. right here. Google, Google him and you'll be like, oh, oh. You, you'll start <laughs> to write an angry email about us making fun of someone with a disability and then you'll Google further and realize, no, God just hates him. <laughs> so, anyway, that guy's in the news this week after quitting his job upon learning he has to treat all of his students like human beings, even the gross queer ones. So, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. So Kluge, who, again, I cannot emphasize enough, looks like he's about to rise out of a snake basket at an <laughs> incel convention. <laughs> he originally claimed that he was forced out of his job, but upon further examination, admitted that by forced out of his job, he meant... He was told he had to use trans students' chosen names. Yeah. Okay. But as opposed to what? The student 24601? He's <laughs> got Les Mis all confused. He thinks he's Javert. He thinks that's the good guy. <laughs> he's just screaming that number at some kid. Because he's like, come on, man. Just, it's Steve. It's so simple. <laughs> Two boys and Steve. <laughs> just say Steve. Steve Ann. Steve Ann. Yeah, right, right. right. So, hoping to catch in on some of that sweet, sweet pseudo-intellectual Christian apologist Patreon dollars, and no doubt with a best-selling book about cleaning your room in the waiting, Kluge <laughs> said, quote, I'm being compelled to encourage students in what I believe is something that's a dangerous lifestyle, end I, would, quote. Would it help if we explained that his bigotry is the reason it's dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, no, 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 you're the, it's not dangerous, just if you leave them, go to Sweden, check it, they're just fine. <laughs> Anyways, he added, quote, I'm fine to teach students, disagree, with other beliefs, <laughs> but the fact that teachers are being compelled to speak a certain way is a scary thing. What? Uh, is it? I, is it? <laughs> I feel no. like we're already compelling teachers to avoid hate speech. Also, just most people. Just yeah. A lot of, there's, there's certain amounts of compelling there. Like, he's just yelling at a black kid. You're Toby. First Amendment. No, <laughs> not anything like that. That's not what the First Amendment means. And and while we can all agree that the argument from Jesus wants to know what name is on your driver's license is dumb as shit, I want to point out that I've seen some relatively intelligent people fall for the no less insidious argument from how can I keep track of all these pronouns? And I think it's worth noting that the former is the road that the latter argument leads down. So again, officially, if you were wondering where on the slope we're interested in stopping transphobic bigotry in the name of freedom, it's at the top. It's at the top. <laughs> okay, but but I can still complain about there being too many letters, right? Yes, absolutely. Like acronyms of four or more letters have to be pronounceable, people. NASA, scuba, laser, spam. Help me out here. Help me out. Exactly. <laughs> still, I think it's obvious someone needs a lesson, and that's why we sent out our very own Heath Enright into the field to set things right. Hey, uh, John, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, wow, you are strange looking. Hi, uh, I'm Heath Enright. Um, you're the guy who, like, won't use trans students' names, right? The teacher? Uh, I am. Yeah, sorry. I was just trying to get past you to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just uh, one second. Um, I was just wondering, uh, 
Why? Why would you? Well, well if you must know, sex is based on chromosomes. And while I'm perfectly okay, happy yeah, to. Cool, cool. Wasn't listening. Um, Have you ever had your karyotypes tested? My, my karyo, what? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Just hold still for a second. Ow, you stamped me. Yeah, yeah. Just doing a DNA profile real quick. A a why? Why are you doing a DNA? Well, um, you know, intersex conditions are more common than red hair and blue eyes. So just making sure you aren't a giant liar. Wait, they they are? Yeah, yeah. And and that's just chromosomal anomalies. That doesn't include non-receptor conditions, uh, different hormonal balances, and brain structure deviations. Huh. See, that's what I was talking about. L- would you look at this? You have a chromosomal anomaly. I I do? Yep, uh... I think I'm going to call you Jomina from now on. Now, now wait a minute. You can't just make uh, up. Sorry, a- man. Uh, I mean, whatever you are, uh, woman, uh, sex is chromosomes. You're Jomina. But now, look, I'm a man. I don't care what a random blood test says. I live my life as a man. Yeah, and I need sorry. To- not really into the whole uh, postmodern cultural Marxism thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you think you're male. It's just, you know, cuckoo, right? Like, you got to. What? Science. No, no, you can't just hint that I'm mentally ill because you've arbitrarily decided. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am not hinting that you're mentally ill. I'm pretending it's fixed science that you're mentally ill. Okay, this is ridiculous. I'm going to the bathroom, and when I get out... uh, Yeah, sorry about this, but uh, I just passed a bunch of laws saying Jomina's got to go to the bathroom at home, so... What? Why? Oh, because I think you're a pedophile now. So let me get this straight. With no acknowledgement of my lived experience or appearance and an arbitrary scientific standard that you already admitted has enough deviation to produce a hair and eye color we don't think twice about, you refuse to acknowledge my name, pretend I'm mentally ill, and created a law about where I can go to the bathroom based on falsely accusing me of being a sexual predator? Yes. You know what? Fuck you. Whoa, fuck you? Wow. So much for the tolerant left. And in throwing the baby out with the holy water news tonight, in a refreshing change for us here on The Scathing Atheist, we have a story this week about a kid that did not die because of his insane religious parents. Awesome. Oh, nice. Finally, a story about a kid that died for a good reason. Oh, yeah. God. Fantastic. So what happened? Kid got dragged off a flight and beat to death by a United Airlines security guard to raucous applause. I feel yeah, like that would be see, a fun. I thought we agreed we weren't reading Noah's road trip fan fiction aloud on the show. So now I'm, I don't know right. who agreed to that, honestly. Noah just twerked right in the kid's face as he's getting dragged out. No, this story is because a judge in British Columbia took the baby away and gave it to sane people, in spite of the fact that the two parents used a stuffed lion as their defense attorney, (laughs) which they claimed was channeling the spirit of Jesus Christ. Lion King of Kings. Awesome. What what does in spite of mean to you, Eli? It means that some of us (laughs) think that stuffed lions are a great defense. No matter what <laughs> Cucknadia thinks. So, yeah. All right. Well, if I'm the prosecutor here, I'm wearing a scar costume, dressing up like Satan, and also definitely taking yeah, their child away. Yeah, but like the Latin King style thing. to fuck with him. Well, and that's the great thing about being the prosecutor here. You can say, do, or wear anything. 
Right? <laughs> Anything you always want to do doesn't matter. You're winning this case anyways. Play keep away with the gavel. Call yourself to the stand and run back and forth to ask questions. Object on the grounds of hey, Macarena. Just go fucking nuts. This goes in the win column no matter what. <laughs> yep, that's your day. That's fair. <laughs> so even with their slightly more subtle production of The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, the two parents failed their appeal this week, though I imagine that has less to do with the fact that they used a god puppet for their defense and more with the multiple witness statements of their terrifying endangerment and abuse of their child and each other. Yeah, I mean, I still feel like without that, the Harry Mason gambit would have done the trick, though, right? <laughs> uh, for listeners born after 1947, that's a <laughs> reference to a TV show from the 50s about a pair of eyebrows that solved crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's good to report on some parent plus baby plus Jesus news that doesn't have a body count. Mm -hmm. But tune in next week or hell this week for a story that does. We've always got those <laughs> ones. You're missing. <sighs> and in Statue of Limitations news, Christian people in Stamford, Connecticut, having a little meltdown ever since a 26 foot tall statue of Marilyn Monroe was placed in Latham Park across the street from the First Congregational Church. The installation is part of a public art project, and the piece features Marilyn in her iconic pose above a sewer grate from the seven-year itch. And apparently this is a big problem because, <laughs> because Marilyn's ass is facing their building. <laughs> and because people are standing underneath the statue and looking up her skirt. Obviously. At the carving of nothing. They obviously didn't carve a butthole and a vagina. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> But most importantly, I'm assuming it reminds them of giantess porn that they've been watching and they have to deal with awkward church boners There's more than no normal. such thing as an awkward church boner. Okay, so at this point, even Hollywood censors from the early 50s are looking at modern day Christianity and going, you fucking prudes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I say we go to the protest, but when they ask why we're there, we're like, it's because they didn't carve the butthole in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> we switch it on them. Strong agree. Strong agree. By the way, everyone go check out Giantess Porn if you haven't already. Just like pause, take some time. You're worth it. Okay. So uh, I looked at some maps and did some geometry and it turns out uh, Christian people are fucking stupid. <laughs> First of all, the Maryland statue has been transported all over the world, including Australia, mostly while laying on her stomach, which means her ass was facing heaven the whole time <laughs> because heaven is up from everywhere. You're right. <laughs> but, but God's totally cool with it. And these people are complaining. Also, if you continue drawing that line, uh, north, northeast-ish from Maryland's, again, non-existent butthole, she's technically about to shit all over Danbury, Connecticut also, and then Quebec City, and eventually a big chunk of Russia if you nice. keep going. And um, if you draw a sine curve, it gets even worse. It hits a bunch, <laughs> bunch of stuff. And uh, one other thing, if you guys are listening over at the first congregational church um my weird lumpy dick is out right now and facing directly at you and noah can verify this he's not happy about it and i'm gonna do this every day like you guys are mecca and my penis is a muslim so whatever just, you do i'm not mad i just don't think you should have cut an eye slit in your condom yeah just to be clear this is going to end with heath acid attacking his own penis i know it i just want to i want us all to know i warned us now Bet life's cool. Learn some cool new stuff. <laughs> okay, so uh, I came up with a few solutions, though. We're always always looking to help here at the Scathing Atheist. So option one, 
Uh, I'm saying we build an atheist, uh, you know, a little atheist pop-up church right behind Maryland's ass, and we block okay. the directional ass rays of evil. Right, because so we can handle fine. those. Okay, we, mm-hmm. we can handle that. Um, <laughs> option two, we set up an even larger scale diorama of an iconic Bible scene, you know, to to drown out the inappropriate nature of the Maryland statue. Like maybe a, you know, like a giant pillar of salt next to an angry mob trying to gangbang two angels. Yeah, something, something like inoffensive, that. Something like inoffensive that. Yeah. from the Bible. <laughs> or option three, uh, everyone finds a way to walk past the statue without trying to fuck it. <laughs> that would be great. I would say that would be option two. Or if they try to fuck it, either way, yeah, really right. don't care. <laughs> Just walk past it. Oh, sure. Now you don't care. But when I try to fuck a statue, it's the Anne Frank Museum and we're under arrest now. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Hate being the new guy. And because they specifically asked if we could transition to their ads straight out of a bit about fucking statues, we're going to take a quick break for a word from this week's sponsor, Blue Apron. (laughs) Eli, are you in here? Oh, hey, uh, Noah, how... How human do you human? Dude, you've been in your room refreshing Twitter and news feeds for hours. You gotta take a break. Can't, can't break Trump. Trump say things. I know he does, dude, but especially right now, self care is really important. I, I self care. I bubble bath. I bubble. Yeah, you brought yourself a a thing of bubble bath here, but no, dude, you really need to take care of yourself. and, And part of that is eating right. What did you have for lunch today? Hot pocket soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not food. Why not try Blue Apron? No, no, don't need apron. Just wear poncho for crumbs. No, no, catches. Blue Apron. It's the number one meal delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. This good sound, but need to save money. New health care law says... Just everyone tissues. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. But Blue Apron does help you save money. In fact, our listeners can check out this week's menu and get their first three meals free at blueapron.com slash scathing. That's blueapron.com slash scathing to get your first three meals free. You, Blue Apron? Oh, absolutely. Look, I'm under a lot of stress, too, but Blue Apron is an easy, simple way to take better care of yourself, and it's really important. It's delicious, saves money, and takes care of your body and mind. Got got puppy pictures for Facebook. I know you did, bud. I know. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. They didn't help. No, they're pictures of puppies. Why would they? This for some for me. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to the headlines. In Southern Baptist Contention News tonight, the Southern Baptist Convention held their first gathering since the ouster of controversial misogynist-in-chief Paige Patterson, who was rocked by scandal when it came to light that he was acting like a Baptist. Convention <laughs> organizers were concerned that they'd have trouble filling the uh, the center without a raging misogynist who wields too much power to somehow ignored by the press despite his rampant bigotry, so they got Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> which, which means... A team of Secret Service agents is going to be making sure Pence doesn't end up alone in a walled area with a female. Right. Lest he immediately pull his dick out and start smashing it into her face uncontrollably. <laughs> That's something we're paying for as a country. Dudes to dive in front of that weird dick. <laughs> I, honestly, dudes to dive in front of that weird dick is a growing industry. We could get rich, guys. Like, podcasting no on yeah. a timer, but dudes to dive in front of dicks... <laughs> Ever fucking green. 
All right, so one of the first orders of business, of course, was electing a new president who would continue to do all the terrible shit Paige Patterson did, but without pre-existing negative press coverage. And they admitted as much, by the way. Ed Stetzer, the executive director of the Billy Graham Center at Wheaton College, the innermost ring of atheist hell, described their newly elected president, J.D. Greer, as, quote, a new face for a traditional theology, end quote. What? Yeah, right. And then, as if to beat me to the comparison, he added, quote, think about how Pope Francis hasn't really changed Catholic doctrine, but he has put a different face on that. Greer is sort of a new generational face, end quote. Yeah, just like Jared when he started working for Subway. Exactly. Right? <laughs> they're just admitting that they're just going to sugarcoat their bullshit, but keep it the same. Yeah. Comes out for his first address, turns his chair around backwards. Okay, guys, let's rap about how gay people are going to hell. Yeah, really exactly right. <laughs> gay people. Well, to their credit, the SBC did realize that in the wake of the scandal surrounding Paige, well, don't divorce him if only half your eyes are black Patterson. They had to at least pay lip service to gender issues. On Tuesday, the group released a plan of resolutions they plan to vote on, and the first two deal with gender issues. And and that's where their line of credit expires, because both of them are fucking terrible. The first one is titled, On the Dignity and Worth of Women, and it talks about how women can do a lot of stuff, not be yes, ordained pastors, <laughs> mind you, but a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, and the second one calls on the Southern Baptist to formally condemn beating your wife. And and we're not even certain that yet that these will pass. <laughs> oh, you know what they should do? They should combine them. It should be on being dignified while you're being beaten. That would they'll oh, get a lot of <laughs> that's. Right, yeah, no, Paige Patterson would approve. Important. All right, now now that's pretty bad. But I, I'm still not ready to give up on this diving in front of people's dick business model yet. So like, <laughs> guys, just imagine it. Imagine it. Hi, I'm No Illusions, and I'm Heath Enright, and we're excited to offer a brand new service: cock blockers. Tired of being sexually harassed at work, school, on a movie set, or in the Oval Office? Then why not hire Cockblockers? We can turn this... Hey, pretty ladies, someone wants to say hi. Oh, gross. Into this. Hey, pretty ladies, someone wants... And I will always love... Dude, did you just dive in front of my dick? I did. Yes, I, I dove in front of your dick. Cock blockers. Theme from the bodyguard not included. And in gotta get bigot news tonight. CrossFit spokesman and Christian pastor Russell Berger took a break from advising people to hurt themselves physically this week <laughs> to get fired in an anti-gay Twitter rant about how homosexuality is a sin and how damn intolerant them gays are when you point it out. <laughs> At the gays, stop resisting, and I'm already fired. (laughs) Pretty much. So Berger, who looks like Doogie Howser traded his teeth for roids, took to Twitter to weigh in on the closure of an Indiana-based affiliate who lost massive membership after canceling a special workout that had been planned to honor LGBTQ pride. Oh my God, that sounds like the best workout ever. Hello? (laughs) Just doing cleans with your rectum? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever parts of the body lesbians use. (laughs) (laughs) Boobs? boobs? I don't know. So Berger was very angry that people would take their business to a gym that didn't have a strong opinion about who their patrons fuck, saying, quote, as someone who personally believes celebrating pride is a sin, I'd like to personally encourage, okay, 
Hashtag CrossFit infiltrate the business that didn't want to have the gay workout day by standing by their convictions and refusing to host an indie pride workout. The intolerance of the LGBTQ ideology towards any alternative views is mind blowing. Yeah. End quote. Those gays are always blowing something. Am I right? <laughs> so, yeah, guys, any theories on why fags hate God back? So much. Their <laughs> mm. idea, uh, probably combination of stuff, uh, entitlement. Uh, the skull dimples are different. <laughs> they, they have that gay heel bone thing going. Right, on. right. Mm -hmm. Their unwillingness to tolerate alternative views, like you shouldn't be allowed to exist. Right. <laughs> Closed minded. Exactly. Conversation people. So five hours later, Berger was fired, much to the chagrin of homophobes and people who enjoy throwing their back out by doing too many cleans everywhere. For now, it looks like Berger will have to go back to serving the other huge parts of this country that don't care if you're a hateful piece of shit or his job as a pastor where that's a requirement and <laughs> you don't pay taxes. So yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's got a pretty good gig there. Yeah. And in tailor-made news tonight, firefighting prophet, upcoming Liberty University film hero, and person who thinks the sick in brackets that always accompanies his name in news stories is an honorific, Mark Taylor took to the internets this week to warn of the nefarious Illuminati plan to use man-made hurricanes to depress midterm election turnout. Ooh. <laughs> because for Liberty University to find somebody confidently predicting Trump would be president before 2015, they had to go with a guy who says shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> or be an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. That predicted his presidency and also got pretty close on his future skin color <laughs> way back in 2000. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, yeah, but to be fair... Yellow-skinned, four-fingered people are just way too close to home for Liberty U. That's a special spot for them. So this revelation came to us via Sheila Zielinski's podcast, the Sheila Zielinski podcast. Creative. It's On the nose. Better than citation needed, actually. Uh, in which Taylor reiterated his earlier uh, assertion that Hurricanes Harvey and Irma were man-made storms sent by the Illuminati to punish Trump voters. And as evidence of that claim, he pointed out that Irma was the first hurricane ever that, quote, didn't know where to come and land at. <laughs> End quote. No fucking clue. No fucking clue. So the hurricane just guessed where to land? <laughs> what the fuck would that even mean? Like, it left the question blank on the Scantron? You're in the landing question? God's like, come on, hurricane. You got to guess. Test taking 101. <laughs> now, he further pointed out the state of Florida was already seeing subtropical storm activity well before the normal start of hurricane season, a phenomenon that could only be explained by the overwhelming prediction of climatologists, a not particularly unusual coincidence, or a band of shadowy global oligarchs with a secret hurricane machine that needs warmed up several times times before November. And Taylor was clear that yes, they're sending hurricanes to steal your vote, but that's not the limit of the Illuminati's nefarious plot. He also Ooh, okay. issued a slightly less specific warning to quote, look for some stuff right before the election, end quote. So, you know, and the lookout for the stuff. <laughs> and, and if there is any stuff, be on the lookout for a sequel to Liberty Use Trump prophecy movies. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, there, there could be stuff. <laughs> That'll be the name of it. There could be stuff. <laughs> Perfect. And finally tonight, in old guy in a red hat news. Switching it up. Christian right activist Coach Dave Dobenmeyer finally got kicked out of the press box at the abandoned stadium where he's been squatting for the last five years, <laughs> forcing him to find a new location to record his webcast. And... 
probably also reside permanently. <laughs> and it looks like he chose the grass in the middle of that same stadium, <laughs> where I'm assuming he shat in a circle to establish his own sovereign nation. <laughs> yeah. That's where he sat angrily and announced the bigotry-themed protest that he organized for this weekend. No, it's going to be a blast, guys. Roasting marshmallows off a cross, throwing stones. They even got a little ring toss for the kids, but with tiny little nooses. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. Adorable. So, so you may remember Coach Dave as the guy who proved that masturbation is technically gay because it's a dude touching a penis. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's like peeing in that way. <laughs> yeah, groundbreaking stuff. Well, his upcoming protest event is called... All hands on deck. I said and, deck, damn it. I said deck. <laughs> and his brigade of religious assholes is going to be heading to Thornville, Ohio to harass people at a mosque, an abortion clinic, oh. and a pride parade. Oh, for fuck's sake. So if you're a gay Muslim in Thornville, Ohio, about to terminate your unplanned pregnancy, <laughs> yeah, right. watch out. He's coming. <laughs> Or set up a fun Coach Dave-themed scavenger hunt thing for yourself because you're yeah. going to see him so much, right? Spot him. <laughs> right. It's like, where's Waldo? I mean, if, if they did this in California, they could have just saved some time and gone to one of those gay abortion mosques, right? <laughs> you heard me, Dave. They have those. They have yeah. those there. Go. Check them out. They're just south of Snipeville. Promise. We're going to just drop a wooden box on him with a little stick. <laughs> be great. Little aborted fetuses all the way as a little, uh, Piece of a little trail of aborted Piece of fetus. fetus. Ah, shit. What's in the box? (laughs) Yeah, so the goal of this guy's protest is to shame all those different heathens into becoming Christian. That's the stated goal is shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. According to Coach Dave, quote, shame is a good thing. Shame breaks you down. Shame drives you to your knees. Now, okay, so far, so good. That's 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 true. There needs to be more shame around society. He continues... Shame lets you know you need a savior. And there it is. You're doing so well with the shame thing. And this is where he gets super confused and starts trying to, I'm pretty sure, voice all three parts of an argument that only he could hear. (laughs) So he continues, what do you mean? Why do you make them feel ashamed? They're going to kill their baby. Don't make them ashamed. What? (laughs) End quote. (laughs) And I think he left out the rest, which ended with, what? What? (laughs) What? Yeah, the one-man interview show genre is underexplored. Yeah, I mean, look, the day Coach Dave gets in a fist fight with himself on camera, (laughs) we'll report on it, but we won't say we didn't see it coming. No, we'll probably just play this clip, actually, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in terms of the Pride Parade, Coach Dave wasn't sure if everyone was familiar with that topic of, my favorite. Of, of being oh, this gay. Is so, good. so he took a moment to clear that up. Apparently, <laughs> he just found out what happens during gay sex between two men, and he got extra interested, angry. <laughs> he asked, quote, do you know that those men put their penises in the rectum of other men? Do you know that? End quote. Have you, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Penis <laughs> and rectum. These kids. There it is. But it makes you wonder, what did he think was happening before he learned about the butt sex yeah, part? Right. Like, I really wanted to hear him. Uh, flash cut to Coach Dave with two Ken dolls with the clay dicks he made for him. Just, <laughs> does, does it go in? In the dick? 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, the way he sets this up, I was expecting a doodly do. Right? Did you know that? I wonder what that'd be like. That'd be like, fuck, that only works in the movies, doesn't it? Nesting dicks. <laughs> Nesting dicks. Yeah. So apparently Coach Dave couldn't pick just the one thing to hate. So I guess he just had everyone start yelling slurs until three major themes emerged from his like pan bigotry symphony of idiots. <laughs> and naturally those themes were Muslim people, gay people, and abortion. So basically the GOP platform and its entire suite of bigot stuff all at once. Yep. Um, at the end of the weekend, I guess they're going to release 20 poor people into the woods and hunt them down with bows and arrows. A nice <laughs> luau roast to close it all out. All right. Well, now that assume. Eli has to find out if there's still a ticket available, we're going to close off the Ooh. headlines for the night. Heath, Eli, <laughs> thanks as always. Widows fuck better. And when, we, <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> God will so love mankind that he'll kill all but seven of them. You tricked me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're saying if I use your boxes, it's $25,000, but if I use my boxes, it's it's less? Yes, I'll hold. Hey, podcast listener. As you may have noticed over the last couple of weeks, Noah and Heath are moving this month, and well, it's kind of expensive. Hey, guys, do I need a bed? Like, do I need it? Like, how hard is it to sleep on a floor? It's not. Heath, I'm on the phone. What? What do you mean you have a van with three wheels? Do, do, I, what, do I have to bring a wheel? So we thought we'd take a moment to remind you that if you don't already support the show on patreon.com slash scathingatheist, now is a really, really good time to start. Eli, uh, Eli, sorry, I, I know you're recording stuff, but how much do you think I can get for my Pog collection? That's a quarter you painted brown, Heath. Damn it. Right. People who chuck us as little as a dollar a show get access to an early, extended, and commercial-free version, as well as an over-the-top compliment from Noah for your genitals, and access to our patron-only AMA episodes where we talk about everything from our personal lives to our favorite kinds of scotch. Plus, higher-level patrons get free e-copies and hard copies of our books, special shout-outs on your patron anniversary, and much, much more. Okay, wait, so I bring all four wheels and the gas. What's the price for the van that... Uh what do you mean that makes it higher? But most importantly, you're helping make the show happen. Because without our patrons, we can't do what we do. And we are super duper grateful for anything you can give. Okay, Eli, uh, how about now? What about this? That's just a slightly lighter shade of brown. Damn it. Especially now. It's a, it's a slammer. It's not, though. You're not. As we make our way through the Bible for the second, or in some of our cases, the third time, we can't help but be saddened by the fact that the familiar stories are disappearing a lot faster than the remaining pages. So as the landscape before us grows ever more barren, we present yet another edition of Bible Peace Theater. And so it was that Cain did bear Enoch, who begat Erod. Wait, 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 wait. Who did Cain marry? Uh, his wife? No, I mean, there are three people on Earth at this point. Who did he marry? Um, Mrs. Cain, duh. Well, right? actually, most biblical scholars agree that it would be an unnamed sister. Like, like his sister? I, who else's sister? Yeah, gross. Judgy. And, and, and you guys know what that means, right? What? 
No, no. What does that mean? The Mormons have a point about the Garden of Eden being in Missouri. Who begat Mehujael? Who begat Methusael? Who begat Lamech? Who is the only person who has a story about them? My wives, my wives, come hither. Okay, Anna, you ready for your first Bible piece theater? Now, to be fair, I'm doing this because Lucinda is out of town. This is not a commitment. See, this is how you end up reading Case for Christ. Understood. Wow, okay. Uh, Eli, what'd you do to convince Anna to do this? Something with my tongue, if you know what I mean. Um, Was it shut up for two minutes? It was to shut up for two minutes. Okay. Wait, two wives? Yeah, I'm the first guy in the Bible with two wives. Chapter four. We made it to chapter four. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Jesus, what does that even mean? I, I, I think it means I got in a fight and I'm going to die. You sure? I am not. No idea. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. Wait, what? Uh, remember? Right. People are going to know that I'm a murderer and they're going to kill me. Oh, yeah. They probably will. Okay, so well, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. Wait, whoever kills a murderer is seven times worse than a murderer? That's what it says in the book. Seems like a weird system, especially since I'm the first person to do this. Yeah, you want to get murdered or not? No, I do not. Do not. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Uh, 77-fold. Okay, but... What about the guy who avenges that guy? Is it 847 or is it 777? Oh, uh, I mean, I would assume 847 because yeah. of the, the math. Yeah, but it's not like God laid out that it would be an exponential growth factor to begin with. Uh, I really thought that it was based on Cain. Uh, you know what? <coughs> I'm dead. Do the stories get better? Not really. And so it was that Adam and Eve bore a third son. Wait, wait, they had a third son? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, since I was a little kid, all I've heard about was the brothers Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Now they have a third yeah, son? third son. What was his name? I am Seth. Does he do anything? Nope, that's it. That, that seems like a waste of Seth's time that we asked him to do that. Oh, he doesn't He's- know... That I did. I just record him introducing himself to someone at the American Atheist Convention. Oh, okay. It's at this point in the Bible that the book sums up the last four chapters incorrectly and then lists the comically exaggerated ages everyone dies at until Noah. So to sum up this part of the book, we'd like to bring to you Methuselah's last birthday party. Hey, Grandpa. Happy birthday. Thank you, young Noah, my grandson. I'm so happy to be celebrating my 969th birthday with you. <laughs> you said 69. Hey, accurate. I'm, I'm 500 years old. Well, I'm 500 years old, and I just had three sons. Wait, really? 
Yeah, they're mostly dust. This book is stupid. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in on... I'm sorry, giants? Oh my God, read ahead. You really should you need to read, read ahead. ahead. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Where did the giants come from? The sons of God and man. Wait, who are the sons of God? I think, I mean, a, a lot of people think it's angels that fucked. So angels fucked people? How did yeah. that happen? Hey, yeah, gonna get another shot of ancient booze or whatever. Sure thing. Hey, handsome. Jesus. No, no, he's he's not in the picture yet. But uh, but you could make me leak. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm literally gonna throw up. I'm literally gonna eat it if you do. Oh, that would explain it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey, it's at least as good as the explanation in the Bible. Sarah. Sarah. Yes, Mr. God. What's with all the old guys and the giants? It's a fucking mess down there. Uh, no idea about the giants. Pretty mad you even asked. Kind of rude. But, uh, the old guys, uh, yeah, when you said will die, you probably should have been a little more specific. Okay, okay, understood. From now on, people live to 120 years old. Um, really? Because, according to my reports, most people aren't going to make it until 60 for like a bunch more. No, it's it's years. fine. It's fine. The number looks smaller because so many of them are white. Uh, actually, sir, literally none of them are white yet. Wait a minute, Sarah. You're telling me nobody on Earth is white yet? Yeah, I mean, based on the time period and the like, cultural uh, fusion. Let's flood of, the Earth and start over. That's gonna be tough to spin. Noah. Noah. Oh, oh, hey. Hey, God. How, uh, how you doing, man? How's it going? Uh, uh, are you drunk? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. A little okay, drunk. so a little bit. Here's, here's the thing. I'm killing the whole earth, and I need you to build a boat. Right. Then I need you to put some of every animal on it and kind of just sail it around for a while while shit works itself out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're, uh, you kill all the animals? Uh, yeah, gonna kill everything, except the stuff you put on the boat. And maybe the giants. What? There's giants? Yeah, someone had too many apple teenies. Sorry, sorry. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, what about a fish? A uh, fish can stay. So, so the fish are gonna stay dicks? Yeah, man. Fish are dicks. Alright, okay. You know what? Sounds fucking great. Sounds fucking, I'll, I'll build a fucking boat. I'll build it right now. Let's do it. That's the spirit. I like this guy, this Noah guy. Uh, all right. Uh, what, uh, what are we build it out of? Uh, gopher wood. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a big, beautiful boat, unlike any other boat anyone's ever, ever seen. Sounds, okay, sounds this is physically impossible, but, uh, you know, man, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Do That's it. the spirit, That's, Noah. Yep. That's uh, the just, spirit. Yep. Okay. Uh, just one problem, though. Uh, what's the problem? Uh, I can't build a boat right now. Why not? Because I, uh, because <laughs> I, I send this gum. You see the gum? Oh, dude, is that your junk? Ha ha ha, yeah. That's, uh, it's kind of a thing. The gum. Lululu, doing drunk boat stuff. Drunk boat stuff is my favorite stuff. Noah, 
Noah. Oh, uh, hey, hey, God. How's it going, man? What's up? Uh, how's the boat thing coming? Great, great. It's uh, 410 feet long and made of wood, floats and everything, like I said. Really? It floats? That seems super unlikely. Sure does. Sure does. Uh, so what's up? Okay, so I want you to bring seven of each clean beast and two of every unclean beast. Uh, like muddy or? No, no, the clean and unclean, like I say in Leviticus. That hasn't been written yet. Oh, it hasn't? No. Uh, call forward, I guess? <laughs> Love those. Hilarious. Call forward. Kiss, 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 Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You go. You gotta go. Come on. It's raining. Let's do it. We'll do Dad, it. it's late. What's happening? Come on. Come on. Get in the boat, Daddy made. We're all gonna get in the boat with uh, all the animals. I got two, two or like, or like fucking seven of each animal. We got a bunch of the animals. We're gonna ride around for a while with the animals. Let's do it. Dad, that's physically impossible. No, no, it's not. It's not. God said it or something. Hey, I just had to get them in there real tight. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Shem. Shem. Yeah. What? What, don't, Dad? Don't what? forget this. Ew, Dad, that's your dick. <laughs> I got him again. My dick. It was my dick. And so it was that all the creatures on Earth were killed, and Noah, his family, and two of every animal floated on the sea until God made a wind to pass over the Earth and the waters assuaged. Um, it was Mexico. Noah. Noah. What? What's up, God? Uh, You're good. The water's all dried up. Be fruitful and multiply. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a couple hundred years old. No, I mean, like the animals, all of you and the animals be fruitful. Ah, okay. Okay. But, uh, didn't you kill the trees and grass and stuff? What, uh, what are you going to eat? This is all all gone. Right. McDonald's? Oh, McDonald's sounds so fucking good right now. Flurry. Hey, that smells good. Noah, Noah, what are you doing? Oh, hey, God. I, uh, some an altar. We're doing barbecue for you. Aw, you guys are the best. You know what? I'm never drowning the earth again. That's good. That's good. I didn't. Didn't know you're considering drowning the earth, uh, but yep. it's good you're not. Yeah, now. no, I was okay. I was thinking about making it an annual thing, but uh Cool. Cool. Confused. Noah, Noah, bring your family before me. Listen, go forth, be fruitful and multiply. We will, God. Over the earth I give you control. Don't kill each other. Or if you do, kill that guy. Seems Oddly bloodthirsty. And and uh, also, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, got it. Can I watch? Okay, we're done here. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Jephthah, and Ham, the father of Canaan, who for some reason was black. My grandma is one-third Italian, okay? Italian. Sure. Sup, narrator. Narrating. Boo. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> not a drunk all that drink. I'm 
I'm going to take a little nap with my dick out. Dick's out nap. Hey, Dad, the kangaroo was wondering how the hell he was going to get... Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, Ham, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Dad just fell asleep with his dick out again. Well, did you, like, cover it? No. I didn't cover... Why would I cover it? I don't know. It just seems polite to cover it. To cover my drunk dad's dick? Yeah, I'm going to go cover his dick. Yeah, let's go cover his dick. Dude, it's so dark in here. I know, I know, but go backwards so we don't see dad's dick. What? I'm still really confused why you guys are so concerned with seeing dad's dick. It's weird. It's a weird dick. You guys are weird. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> okay, Mr. Goat. Just this once. Once more, we're gonna do this again. Oh, gross. Kiz! Kiz! Kiz, get in here! Uh, yes, father? Yes, father? And it's still out. Which, which one of you covered my dick? Uh, we did, father. You, you covered my dick? That was you? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. You know what, Shem? You're blessed now. Ham's kids are gonna be your fucking slaves now. And, uh, you know what, Seth? Uh, you're blessed too. Ham's kids are also gonna be your slaves. Just, that uh, is such slaves. bullshit for not covering your dick. Yep, yep. Although, uh, you know, color coding, it's useful. Just... I hate this book. I'm dead now. And with several thousand years of slavery set into motion by the lack of a dick towel, we'll leave things there. But we'll be back in a few more weeks with even more Bible Peace Theater. Before we disappear behind Tinkerbell's fairy dust this week, I want to remind you that we've got a live record of our half-sister show, Citation Needed, coming up on the second weekend in August. Saturday, August 11th, Heath, Eli, and me will join Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance for a double feature of Citation Needed. Should be a lot of fun, so if you're in the area you're looking for a great deal on some live entertainment, check the show notes or our Facebook page for more info. Anyway, that's all the blasphemy we've got for you tonight, but we'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show's hot friend God Awful Movies, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, and an even newer episode of our half-sister show citation needed debuting at noon eastern on wednesday obviously this would be a little more than a practice episode if i neglected to thank heath enright for being the kind of guy who can fit a geography joke and a math joke into the same sentence on a bit about marilyn monroe's ass i need to thank eli for all the stuff he could fit into a bit of marilyn's ass too also want to remind everybody that lucinda is coming back eventually she promises also want to thank tony and god from the conversations with god podcast for providing this week's farnsworth quote if you'd like to hear the omnipotent creator of the universe answer for his crimes you'll find a link to their show on the show notes for this episode most of all of course i want to thank this week's most Masterly Mammals, Deirdre, Jin, Matthew, Annela, Jacob, Patrick, Dennis, four words, all lowercase, Tamara, and Andrew. Deirdre, Jin, Matthew, and Annela, who are so smart, Alexa asks them shit. Jacob, Patrick, and Dennis, who are so cool, they're going to fuck up Hell's theme when they get there. And four words, all lowercase, Tamara, and Andrew, who are so hot, they'll change it back when they get there. Together, these ten tenacious tender hearts have made our tendentious tendencies more tenable this week by giving us money. Not everybody has the money it takes to give us money, but if you do, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash scathingatheist, whereby you'll early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode, or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help, but 
but your money's all tied up in buying non-free things, you can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes, telling a friend about the show, or liking our Facebook page. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, and our audio engineer is Morgan Clark, who also wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scathingidiots.com. Nothing sets Heath off like a long fart. Farts are so funny. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2018, all rights reserved.